0: Oftentimes people do competitor analysis, but it's a one and done thing and it's not being referenced after that. But there's so much value in understanding how your competitors are growing, how they're adjusting to their market, because oftentimes you can tell what threats you might be facing based on how they're readjusting or threats that they could be facing that you could take advantage of in some ways.
1: hi everybody welcome back or welcome to another episode of ship it and sip it i'm very happy to have a new guest in the studio today uma patel she is an entrepreneur in residence at wizard ventures and the co-founder of tona.so which is a competitor monitoring platform that launched this summer and made a big splash on product hunt as well so we're going to get into all that. But first, Uma, how are you doing today? And what is the latest with Tona?
0: Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, I'm doing well. It's pretty warm here in Berlin. So feels like summer still. Um, with Tona, we, like you said, we launched a little over a month ago. So a lot of customer discovery calls. We just onboarded some interns, which has been exciting to have more support and Uh, released a new feature which i can get into a little bit later
1: super all right in terms of a roadmap for today's show we're going to talk about your background and what how you found a role in wizard ventures uh, Mm -hmm. what competition monitoring means for startups and and what tona really does for other Mm -hmm. founders uh what the go-to-market strategy looked like and also what's next for the product and maybe for you as well but i've talked with a couple dozen founders so far in the show but you're the first entrepreneur in residence that i've talked to and i believe you're the first uh founder or guest from berlin so a couple of firsts today can you share what uh that looks like at wizard ventures and why you're excited to be in this role
0: yeah so yeah that title is was new to me as well when i joined and i think those roles can vary depending on who's hiring and what they're looking for. I think with Wizard Ventures, the goal with the entrepreneur in residence role was someone to spearhead Tona as the only full-time employee and to get us from from, from launch to to growth. And for me, it's working alongside the co-founders of Wizard Ventures, so Max and Sina, and with our developer and doing everything that needs to be done that a founder would do. So anything from testing marketing channels, getting on more customer discovery calls, creating social media content, it's a full range of tasks. And yeah, I'm excited about it. It's, it's a huge learning opportunity and it's especially nice to work alongside Max and Sina who have experience with growing other companies and products and getting knowledge from them as well
1: for sure and i did have max on the show last winter just Mm -hmm. the beginning of winter to talk about sort of venture capital and the things that were going on in that space uh please go back and watch it if you haven't yet it was a great show max is very intelligent and insightful about startups and vc stuff and all of that but i'm curious um about your role now was tona sort of in the picture when you came into wizard ventures was that what attracted you to it or was it just come Mm -hmm. on board and we we we're going to build something we don't know yet what did it look Mm -hmm. like
0: yeah so i actually was previously with wizard ventures in another company within their portfolio called vc stack Mm -hmm. and it's a tool marketplace for vcs and i was writing this bi-weekly newsletter for vcs in europe and the us and always wanted to get into a more hands-on role and a founder role. And it worked out well that we'd both found the pain point of competitor monitoring in, in various ways, but we both had that and we worked well together and it was felt like a good transition to to join them and take this on, so. Very yeah. cool. Well, that's
1: an inspiration for any of us that are sort of coming from content and marketing to Mm -hmm. there there are opportunities to to grow into founding roles for sure uh i did a little bit more research on you i found you you're not very active on twitter but you have some posts (laughs) there and i found an old blog post i think you guest posted for for another publication a while for a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. it talked about your backstory found out that you're from the philadelphia area from philadelphia itself Cool, well, I'm from outside of Philadelphia, but I haven't lived there for oh, wow, quite some time.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, describe your journey to then Berlin um, yeah. I, a, as briefly as you'd like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I was uh, born and raised in Philadelphia. I went to university downtown, and um, my journey to Berlin was just, honestly just made the most sense when I joined Tona to, we could work remotely, but that six-hour time difference definitely affects a lot of the speed in which we wanted to grow, and um, I wasn't opposed to to moving. I think that's was something I wanted to do eventually, so I actually moved end of June this of uh, the summer, and I booked my flight about five days before I left, so it was a very, like, spur of the moment decision but and i'd been to berlin previously for a week but obviously vacationing somewhere is very different than relocating so it's been interesting i think starting a new role and in a new country new language culture and so on has been a lot of different types of challenges but it's been interesting it's good to move and at least know some people here max and Sina have been here for a few years and it's been a little bit easier to transition that way, but yeah, it's, it was definitely a lot of change for the summer, but. Right on.
1: (laughs) Very cool. Well, welcome to Europe from another American who has been living here for a while. Um, I've heard a lot about Berlin. I've never visited, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. hope to get there someday. Um, But, in terms of the startup scene, have you sort of been plugged into that via the guys at Wiz- Wizard Ventures or have you found yeah. your own sort of founder community, startup community there?
0: Yeah, so I've been slowly getting into going to more events. There's like so many events going on in Berlin in terms of like startups in BC. Um, I went, I go to a few like female founder events and trying to get connected to other people in the space. In Berlin, there's a huge expat community, so it's very easy to find people in a similar period of transitioning um to a new country so it's it's definitely a great place to be when you're in this type of industry but there's almost there's not enough time to to be (laughs) to be at every event and every you know thing that's going on so yeah
1: very cool and judging from what you've written on linkedin both for tona and wizard ventures and your own Mm -hmm reposts and things. You do a lot of content for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And when you were discussing this strategy with the whole team, uh, how did you decide on these key channels, the types of content and, and the goals for, I guess, Tona? Let's stick with Tona.
0: Yeah. We can. Um, yeah, in terms of channels, we mainly post content on our blog on Tona and via LinkedIn. I think that just made the most sense considering we're a B2B and we're trying to target other SaaS and e-commerce startups to start with. And it made the most sense to to create content there. We're also a really big fan of build-in public and being very transparent with the growth process and how it and how we are just managing navigating this new model. We've never done anything in the SaaS model before within Wizard Ventures, so it's a learning experience for all of us. And in terms of content, it's a, it's a range of like how to's, different guides, tool lists, anything that would be helpful within the competitor monitoring space. And it's, it's a very niche space and and it's relatively untapped. So it's a really great opportunity to create content because what is out there, maybe at times doesn't feel digestible or approachable. And for me, even before Wizard Ventures, I always strived to create content that was digestible and it didn't have like a, like an ego to it, right? Like it was, it just was easy to approach and you didn't have to have a lot of background to understand what we were saying or what we were doing, because I think that's a huge part in breaking open like access to these spaces is is creating content that's a digestible for everyone that that would need it so
1: yeah that's a fantastic approach really insightful um and as far as i've seen from what i've seen uh the content it looks lovely it is very informative. it's well well packaged um lots of notion sort of frameworks and things like that as well yeah. you guys are big fans of notion i see
0: yeah definitely and definitely also creating these like free resources and tools for anyone in the space
1: all right and i guess broadening out to wizard ventures then is tona one of, of many startups to come or w- what's the mission mm-hmm. there
0: with wizard ventures i think so right now we have a few companies within wizard ventures there's Base templates startup in vc vc stack and magic design um, i think the mission of wizard ventures is quite simple it's to create great products and companies with the best people so it's not really that's kind of the essential goal of of wizard ventures and in how we decide to pursue different projects and for the future
1: so. all right let's dig in a little bit more to tona then um you mentioned briefly how you were struggling with c- competitor monitoring and sort yeah. of so how did you discover and validate the idea more thoroughly
0: yeah so i think among the three of us, we've all hit the wall of competitor monitoring in different ways. So for me, I've been an intern in analyst positions where you're usually passed along this task of like look through our competitors' websites and create this Excel file and you know show it to us in a few weeks. And what tends to happen is not only is it a time suck and that's why it's usually being passed down to interns, but it's not referenced past completion. So you'll complete it and we'll all review it and that's it. And it's nothing is done prior to that or after that. And I think with Max and Sina, they'd had experiences with when they're building other companies and products, they will run this competitor analysis, but they always lacked a process to do it efficiently and to do it well, but also to to upkeep it. So I think, especially when we are doing customer discovery calls, everyone found value in competitor monitoring, but didn't know how to do it in a way where we were consistently gathering information and creating actionable insights out of that. So I think from both perspectives, I think from a founder and an intern perspective, it was agreed upon that this was a pain point and no one seemed to question why we were consistently hitting this wall, so
1: okay, yeah. And maybe it will be a little bit useful for any founders who are watching or, or will would-be founders to back mm-hmm. up a little bit and talk about how is competitor monitoring different from, say, competitor analysis, which is a pretty yeah. well-understood part of making a startup or launching a startup. So yeah. where does it fit in? How do they complement each other? How are they different?
0: Yeah, so I think how we like to look at it is once you're deciding to build a new startup or a new company, competitor analysis is that initial review of your market, looking at who your competitors are, maybe understanding how their product works, the features that they're offering, pricing strategies, before you start to build your own, maybe validate your own ideas and so on. With monitoring, it's this consistent review of your competitors and keeping track of them while you're growing your own company and your own products. the issue here is oftentimes people do competitor analysis but it's a one and done thing and it's not being referenced after that but there's so much value in understanding how your competitors are growing how they're adjusting to their market because oftentimes you can tell what threats you might be facing based on how they're readjusting or threats that they could be facing that you could take advantage of in some ways so i think with monitoring it's more of a consistent Thing that you would do over time in analysis is this one-time review before you decide to start building
1: awesome and for the first version of tona that was launched last month it seems mm-hmm. to focus on website updates and newsletter content uh, wow. how did you end up at those two sort of main features and was there anything that was sort of left on the chopping block floor that didn't yeah. make it into v1
0: yeah, I mean, I think ideas in terms of features was never an issue. We have so many ideas that we wanted to build, but at the same time, we wanted to get a product out there as, as quickly as possible and just better understand our ideal customer and what they would need. Um, we decided on newsletter monitoring and website monitoring as a good initial step that we could feature that we could build upon. So. Um, for newsletter monitoring, it's understanding their content strategy, understanding marketing tactics that they would use, and how they're talking to customers in this very direct, almost intimate way, because it's quite a direct source to your customer. And with websites, it's this the, maybe the largest public facing asset that a company would have, and reviewing everything that's going on from new job postings to content that they're uploading on their blog and we thought it was a good place to start and to niche down i guess as we as we continue to understand our customer yeah.
1: very cool yeah that makes a lot of sense um having worked at several startups though i've as a copywriter i've found mm-hmm. that website updates are often lag can be several months behind actual yeah. strategy or tactical changes especially in startups that are early they're moving very quickly but mm-hmm. even in established companies once you want to update a website with new copy, it takes ages. There are more stakeholders, all of that yeah. stuff. So uh, it, how do you look at this? How is this a factor when it comes to monitoring?
0: Yeah, I, so I think I definitely see your point there, and I don't think website monitoring is the end-all be-all, but it's, like I said, the initial feature that we wanted to start with. Ideally, the goal is to get information as early as possible. So eventually would update to job job postings, for example, and understanding something like if they're opening a role for developers, you could gauge what type of feature they would be building. And from there, you could predict a product release on their website before that product release is launched. So essentially, I guess it's more of a working backwards process right now until we can, like I said, niche down into these more like specific features. Um, But yeah, it's definitely not something that you would solely rely on as just looking at their websites, but it's a part of the the overall process of keeping track of your competitors.
1: Yeah, for sure. And if they are quite active with sort of blog posts and things, you're going to see things there before they might make it onto the homepage of the site. Yeah. All right. So I've talked with a few founders and they've said things like, I don't pay much attention to competition. I would rather focus on my customers, my target audience, and talk with them, build what they need. Uh, Are they missing something here? Why should they be checking out Tona?
0: Yeah, so I think it's all about balance, right? Like any extreme is not gonna be ideal. Blindly building a product is, is not a good way to go about it, but also racing with your competitors and trying to copy or keep track of I don't know, trying to like match them all the time is also not ideal because you're your own company and you have your own values and mission and and goals. But overall, it's important to know your market and to know who you're building around and strategies that they're using could really complement and help you when you're building and the ways that they pivot, the ways that they adjust their branding or their marketing strategies tells you a lot about who you're building for and maybe what you don't want to do, or maybe you want to try this new tactic out. So it is about balance. I don't think the goal is to be looking at your competitors every day for like the rest of time, but to have an awareness. And it's just more knowledge for you to build better companies.
1: Yeah, for sure. And going back to what you said earlier, um, it's sort of that static competitor analysis process that Mm -hmm. it just takes a lot of time to do and then is just a snapshot of you know two months ago it's not very helpful with something like tona it takes less time each week but you can sort of keep up week Mm -hmm. over week as you go along all right so I guess it's worth asking then who is tona competing with and how is it different
0: yeah so I think tona's competing with two different processes one would be this manual work that a lot of like I said, interns and analysts tend to do, which is scrolling through web pages, taking screenshots, building these Excel sheets or these Notion files and then never touching them again. And then we also have more specialty tools that might be focusing solely on social media or SEO. And with Tona, our goal is to hit every point in the competitor monitoring process. So we kind of see it as like a threefold process so finding your competitors, gathering data and then analyzing that data to create actionable insights and the goal with tona is to like cover the entire range of that process in an uncomplicated way that is like you were saying being done consistently and not just in one moment in time then never being addressed after that so yeah
1: (laughs) very cool all right i guess to give a little bit of a broader context we all like to talk about launching things quickly so uh when did you start sort of working on tona full time and how long did it take to get the first version out there
0: yeah so i think in in terms of development we started development beginning of april i joined beginning of june and we launched july 25th so i would say about a four-month process from idea to launch, which is quite quick, but it's also the way that we wanted to do it and to get feedback as quickly as possible. And within that period, running a number of customer discovery calls, doing our own competitor analysis and understanding where we're building. Um, But yeah, I think four months is our timeline.
1: All right. And I guess just to give a a picture for other founders that are thinking about building a similar B2B SaaS. Um, mm-hmm. How many people did you talk to? And so sort of what was that validation process? What did it look like on a more granular, granular level?
0: Yeah, so I, we in terms of finding people, we used a lot of our own communities. So newsletter communities that we've built, Slack groups, other people that we know who have founded startups who have working in different competitor analysis roles and just getting on these like 15-minute calls and understanding what process are they using how many competitors are they analyzing the data they're collecting and what they're doing with that data and just allowing them to talk as much as possible and getting as much feedback i would say within that at first idea to development to launch maybe we would have got on like 40 to 60 calls among the three of us and just yeah getting as much of a picture of how the process is going and where people tend to hit that wall and how we can help them so yeah
1: very cool all right uh we already talked about the features that were in the first version so let's move on to sort of the go-to-market strategy uh was product hunt sort of the main goal for that or was that just one step along a broader Uh, launch Mm -hmm. strategy
0: yeah I think Product Hunt was definitely a part of it especially with our launch we wanted to start with Product Hunt we've had some experience in the past and it's been a great platform to use I think going forward it's a mix of this build in public strategy that I was talking about via LinkedIn content and being really transparent with our growth process and also sharing as much content as possible in competitor monitoring building a lot of side products so we have like these free notion templates figma files any resources that could help someone in this space because like I said it's relatively untouched and also just getting in more communities and newsletters who are targeting our ideal customer who are, who are talking about SaaS and in marketing as well so yeah and then obviously talking to customers as much as we can and getting an idea of people that are working in this space and how they're going about their role.
1: Very cool. And you mentioned the Figma templates as well. I, and I've mm-hmm. noticed uh, a lot of the content that comes from Wizard Ventures is designed very well. Um, mm-hmm. Where did you sort of pick up these skills for content design and yeah, mm-hmm. what do you love about doing it?
0: Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think in terms of what I, or what we love about doing it, it's, it's just creating helpful resources for people. So even if they're not necessarily customers, that we're a go-to place for these resources and that we're of value to, to people overall. Um, in terms of design, I think all of us appreciate good design and, and products that work well and that feel good to work with. And we also have, under Wizard Ventures, Magic Design. And we get support um, from them as well and from the designers on that end. So, Super. yeah, it's a great team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all packaged. It's very beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> so, go check out everything that Wizard Ventures and, and Uma puts out. So, uh, let me see. In terms of product hunt, uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you've done it a few times. Or it's, it was your main priority for this uh, launch. So what sort of strategy did you have there? And were you satisfied with the results of the product hunt launch?
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so personally that was my first launch, but I think as a team that was their, I don't know what number, but they've had experience launching. Um, and yeah, for that, I'm super grateful. I learned a lot from this process because, I think from an outside perspective, it feels very passive to just like launch your product on this platform, but it's in definitely a long-term thing. You have to prepare a lot with preparing your community, your product submission, and on launch day, being very active with our with the comments that we're getting, the feedback. Um, but overall, very happy with how it went. We ended with number two product of the day. And in terms of like access, to Tona, we got like ten thousand website visits that day, and close to four hundred signups. So it was a successful day overall. I think the the management was definitely surprising to me, like how much we were having to engage and plan um, for the entire launch overall. I think looking back, the one thing we would have changed is having our product roadmap public on our websites because. Like I said, we got a lot of visitors and a lot of user feedback, and um, they had really great insights in the comments, so having them maybe vote or or put more um, comments into what features we might be building in the future would have been interesting as well. But overall, I think I would say pretty happy with, with how it went.
1: Yeah, and okay. it seems like Tona is sort of perfectly made for the audience that's very active on Product Hunt. There are a lot of founders, product managers, things like that. People that would find a lot of use with the product itself. So I guess you you mentioned the roadmap and maybe getting some feedback on that. So uh, can you discuss some of the features that are in the pipeline and when they might go live?
0: Yeah, so we actually just released a feature, a heat map feature to complement the website monitoring. So right now, the website monitoring is these manual or these automatic screenshots that are recorded for a landing page that you would choose. And the heat map feature will now show you exactly what's changed on the website. So you're not having to go through 10 screenshots, for example, and like pinpoint what's changing. So we released that this past week, which has been exciting. And then in terms of future, we want to add newsletter analytics to the newsletter monitoring feature and a social ads feature. So tracking LinkedIn posts, Facebook posts, Instagram, and so on, because that also seems to be a really huge um, time suck for a lot of people in this space. And that's because content is always being pushed out there and it's hard to keep track of everyone's content and then also reviews customer reviews whether that be from like Captera or g2 that's really helpful to know what customers are finding helpful or maybe difficult with your competitor's product and maybe reflecting a little bit on how your product is working so yeah that's kind of our future plans for now
1: very cool And I think I left this question out of the outline, but it's something I ask most of my founders. Um, Who who do you think is the ideal person to be using Tona today? Is it a Mm -hmm. very early stage startup? Is it a more mature small business, a big enterprise? Who do you want to be on V1 sort of having a voice about what gets built next and and that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, so I think for Atona, the ideal customer would be someone who's already found product market fit. They know who their competitors are, and they just want to find a systematic way to keep track of them. I think right now we're targeting maybe small to mid-size startups that have, like I said, product market fit. They know who they want to track, but they're not being able to consistently do that and they don't have maybe the budget for a huge team to be doing that solely. Um, so yeah, I would say that's her target.
1: Very cool. All right. Uh, what does success look like for Tona in sort of the medium term, let's say six to eight months and Mm -hmm. what is the team are you doing now to sort of make that happen?
0: Yeah. So I think in six to eight months, ideally we would have grown our user base, I think we would love to be supporting around 2000 companies at that point and just getting a better understanding of our features that the ideal customer would want so we don't want to be building features blindly having a good idea of what we need to prioritize and in terms of how we're getting there getting on getting on as many calls as possible with people who have either been on the free trial who are potential customers who work in the competitive intelligence space and have an idea of the type of processes that they've built themselves and understanding, just refining our ICP and understanding what they would need from us. That would be the most valuable. So.
1: All right. And, uh, last couple questions, then we'll wrap up. So what are some non-obvious challenges or delights that you've found on this uh, journey to launching Tona?
0: Okay. Um, I guess challenges, this might be super personal to me, but like launching Tona and also adjusting to a new culture and a new language and a new country, I think that was not obviously intended for. It was like something that was a surprising addition to it. So um, I think that's been an interesting challenge and also how personal it feels when you're leading a project of your own, it's very hard to separate your kind of personal beliefs, ideals and stuff from the work that you're doing. And knowing that like, if you have any limiting beliefs about what you're capable of, it's going to trickle into your work when you're doing something so, I don't know, like it becomes so personal because you're the only one leading it. Or if you're the only full-time person, it becomes very um, intimate, I guess. Um, so that has been interesting cause I think as an intern or as an analyst, it's easy to kind of put a wall up between your work and your life. And this is my first full-time job out of university. So it's been an interesting, uh, like step into the real world if, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And yeah, so I think that's been the main challenge. And in terms of delights, I, I've actually found a lot of joy in, um, just like the, the experimentation process and that, like it's so exciting when things work. and the emotional kind of highs and lows of when things even don't work and going back to the drawing board and that entire process has been very exciting in different ways and having Max and Cena to bounce ideas off of and now we have interns. It's been a nice like process of learning and, and growing together. And I think also onboarding interns has been surprisingly very enjoyable for me because I, I'm i like from university, I'm actually a chemist in training and I found startups and the VC world through internships. So being able to give other students that opportunity to see the space and experience it is really, it feels like an honor to give someone that opportunity or that look because I know for me, it wouldn't have been like internships is the reason that I'm here and that I knew I wanted to be in this space. So it's really nice to create that environment for someone else who's maybe young and in university and doesn't know what they want to do. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really interesting perspective. I think maybe we could dig in a, a little bit to sort of back to the entrepreneur in residence and then Mm -hmm. your role and just how different it is to sort of have that team even if it is pretty small but now you have interns so you're leading someone too Um, how how different do you think it would be to just be sort of you know solo founding this thing and not Mm -hmm. having that support system
0: oh my god I'm sure it would be very different I don't think I would ever know until I fully do it. And I don't have the support. But like, I know that I have days and weeks where it feels really overwhelming and and difficult. And I can only imagine how that feels when you're like, the only founder, you're you don't have a co founder with you or anyone to bounce ideas off of. And I think that's why community going to events, speaking to other people in the space is so important, because it can very quickly become an isolating role. When this is all you do. This is, it becomes your identity in some ways. And it's important to have people to bounce off of. And with Max and Cena, they have experience with like the emotional journey as a whole. And oftentimes whenever I bring up something where like, this is how I'm feeling right now, they're always like, yeah, this is how I felt when I was building X project. And like, it's just a part of the journey. You can't like stop and panic, I guess, about it. So it's it's a huge honor and I think it's very it's like an ideal condition to be doing it for me this way with a little bit support.
1: So. Yeah, definitely. Especially as you said right out of university yeah. and getting into uh I could ask why not chemistry, but we won't go down that road. You <laughs> probably have your reasons for that. Um well I, is there anything else that you'd like people to know about tona or about uh, wizard ventures before we wrap things up
0: um i don't know i think we covered like everything that i would have i would have liked to share today so
1: very cool yeah. are you still looking for any interns in berlin or you found um, everybody
0: i i think i've found some for now they're actually not in berlin they they're also on the east coast so oh, okay Managing that time difference, but yeah, but I'm sure hopefully in the future we'll be getting some more, maybe full-time. So, yeah
1: Okay, well, <laughs> everybody go check out tona.so and see the beautiful product that Uma and the team have built and keep track of the people that you're competing with so you can, you know win as a startup quicker, faster, stronger. All that stuff. Thank you so much, Uma, for your time today, and it's been great to meet you and talk to you.
0: Thank you.